your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive as the SEO Rockstars log on to rock the net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO Rockstars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Four o'clock out here on the West Coast, and we have a live show. We do? We do. Go figure. Who thought it would happen again? <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure out to turn my chat program on. Where'd it go? <laughs> and I was doing so good with it for all these weeks, and now all of a sudden I'm back to completely incompetent. You, you had everybody believing that uh, you'd finally figured it out. They're posting in the chat room that, uh, you know, hey, where's Web Grill? And somebody said, baby Dax isn't in the office to get Oh, no, 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 he's here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be there momentarily, I promise. So, hey, did you celebrate St. Patty's Day there in style? Big oh, my God. <laughs> yes, we did. Speaking of Dax. Hey, dude, I heard he wrote another book, sat down for like 27 hours, wrote a book. 27 hours straight. It's available on... Uh, bignuts.com with two G's. <laughs> Please somebody go buy his book because um, he's getting a little pissy about it. He hasn't sold one yet, so... Uh, I, I will we'll buy need, his book. We need to pitch. This one's shorter. He's written some other ones that are like hundreds and hundreds of pages long. Something wrong with so, This is the new masterpiece, and uh, I hear it's pretty good. Well, I just uh, dropped it into the chat room for everybody to go support our little coding buddy there. Yeah. He was kind of like the little leprechaun on Friday. <laughs> was his hair green? Tell me his hair was green. No, the hair was red, but the drinks were green. Awesome. No, not really. Because <laughs> green food coloring like leaks out of every orifice of your body for days and days. <laughs> your teeth are stained. Your lips are stained. It turned out Bad to be bad. this, um, I guess it was a green mudslide. There you go. Very nice. Well, I got home from being down at... Uh, the Range Online Media Headquarters last week and showed up and everybody in my house was sick. Really? So there was there was no partying on St. Patty's Day. So I did take the day off and stay home to look after everybody. Range has this nice little perk that you get a, you get your birthday off. So kind of nice really? the weekend. And Certainly when was your birthday? On Sunday, another year older, man. Well, happy birthday. Well, thanks, brother. It was uh, it was fantastic. Got to wipe noses and all that good stuff all day long. Perfect birthday, really. That's great. <laughs> feeling really, you know, it was a weekend of, of really feeling like a dad. Both kids just sat on the couch with their mouths half open and snot running down their faces, their eyes all glassy, just in this fog of... Yeah, I haven't had a, a hardcore family sick thing like that in a while. Oh, it's terrible. They're easy to look after, though. They just sleep a lot, so that's all good. That's what that uh, cough syrup's all about. Dip that binky in it, you're good to go. Well, we keep giving my daughter medication. We keep going, this will make you feel better. It'll make you feel better. And uh, and I don't think she buys it anymore. She's been sick for about a week now. Yesterday yeah. She walks up to my wife and she goes, I feel better someday, maybe. Like <laughs> she, She's accepted that she's going to feel like this. And hopefully one day in the future she might, you know, feel better. It was kind of sad, but she's doing better today. What's new in the world of SEO, man? Well, that's kind of a good question. Remember, last time we had our show, we chatted about the Forbes stuff? Absolutely. The quality 
uh, marketing content on Forbes.com. It was good content, actually, I thought. You know, it's gone. All gone. That's a shame. Yeah, it got torched. Apparently somebody listening to the show didn't think that that was appropriate. <laughs> and they removed well, it. Well, yeah, I was reading your blog, because you finally did blog some stuff in response to all the, the hate mail. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, I mean, I totally feel that, that pain that when we talk about sites like that on this show, bad things tend to happen. Well, it is tough. And I, I challenged the person that deleted it, or not deleted it, but removed it from the listings, to explain to me what exactly they did to violate guidelines. Exactly. Because, you know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, well, we always talk about these guidelines as being the holy grail, right? This is that. You just can't violate those. And if you stay within those, you're cool. You can't violate these general, non-specific, suggested rules. Unless, of course, we think that it's spam anyway, even if it's not really breaking the rules. Because <laughs> we didn't think about that rule. So, yeah, you know... It's, it's, it's the hidden rule. We should check that page for white-on-white text at the bottom that says, you know, if we think it's spam, none of these rules count. Right. And so here's the thing. And for all the people that are emailing me trying to get me to blog about their competitor that they hate... <laughs> I'm not really in the business of doing that. So, no. stop it. No. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, hey, I'm going to go hire Greg. He might write about something, and then poof. It, you, you really just, you know, if you were doing you'd be one step below, you know, people commenting on random, unrelated threads over it. Well, it's pretty, it's, you know, the whole thing. So I mentioned one little site in that post talking about... Uh, you know, trying to ask the question, do we think this was an algorithmic adjustment or could it just be a hand job? And there was one example that was showing up for one of the terms that Forbes was showing up for, that now Forbes is gone, and it was the same exact kind of thing, except it was on a university newspaper in San Diego. It's gone now, too. Well, so what that does tell you from an SEO standpoint is that's kind of like a huge admission of their vulnerability in that area. Is it I not? Agree. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, we've, we've talked about that for years now, that, you know, half of how um, search engines, Google in particular, you know, spread the fear just through exactly that, through fear. We have great duplicate content filters, so everybody freaks out about duplicate content. But then, you know, any given day, I can go out there and I can find, um, for example, I found one site the other day, 25 domains improperly pointed. I think I've, I've mentioned this one before. So it created 25 exact copies of the website. Right. And Google, Google sucked up all 25 of them, fully indexed, ranking. I mean, they were all ranking for, for different terms that you weren't seeing two for the same term. But clearly, none of them filtered out or under any sort of penalty. That's interesting. And, and the, I mean, we're talking, other than the domain name, exact copies. Now, I wonder... I wonder about that. Since it's on the same IP, if they're taking into consideration that it could be one of the... You know, we used to do that a lot in the old days. Mm-hmm. If, for those competitors that would leave Wildcard DNS turned on, we just drop a link page with every conceivable host name you can imagine. The good old days. <laughs> tacked onto their domain, so bots would come in and just crawl and crawl and crawl and index it. You know, and that was always the goal. It's like, hey, let's get them booted for duplicate content. Yeah. That's what you get for leaving that turned on. But it, it would be an interesting theory that, you know, in, in a case like that where that they have sort of taken into account, but if they have, don't you think they would have Well, I think the out key factor is whether or not there's links pointing to some of those other copies. Uh, tons. That was the whole, the whole point of it was that they bought a bunch of expired domains that had links, like stuff that wasn't even related. Right. 
You know, the site, so, site was about, let's say, dining room tables, and they had, you know, some expired engineering company domain pointing at it, ranking like crazy. So, yeah, so now Google's cruising around and, and taking a fire extinguisher and basically putting out these little fires that are popping up that are kind of showing, like, hey, if you're on an old site, pretty much do whatever you want, and we'll think it's great. Yeah. We'll, we'll love you. We'll reward you with first page out of 20 million results. Until you get too high above the radar, and then we'll go in. Until somebody sees it and tells us, and then we'll get rid of it. Yeah. But we won't exactly. fix the problem that causes that to exist. So that being, but here's here's the bigger picture is, what's interesting about it is, clearly, I mean, what are, okay, so now if you're the host of the mm. content, and this is, it, it's a whole new business now. I mean, this, this idea is going to be, 2006, 2007, what selling page rank was 2003, 2004, right? For sure. It's it's a whole new industry now. Now we're not selling links, we're selling hosted pages. Yeah, well, and the, the pre-sell page is actually getting their day in the sun. They are. There's a, I'm not even going to say who it is now because since people listen, but a good <laughs> guy I know that's been in the link business for a while and now he's in the pre-sell business. And he's building the same kind of database of quality sites willing to sell you a little uh, space. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, renting out somebody's garage just so you can say you live in the cool neighborhood. Yeah. Well, I might have to uh, get in touch with him because I just came across a domain from 1997 today that uh, a buddy of mine has, and we're just going to keep it in his name. It's got about 400 links showing in Yahoo. But what about the, okay, see, so the marketplace idea, and I think, and here's my thing, from a blogging standpoint, site owner standpoint, I think it's a valid revenue model for a publisher. So I'm trying to really get a handle on what it is that was so offensive that made that stuff, more than anything. So what if you do it from a contextual standpoint? I mean, what if I put a web gorilla marketplace on my blog, mm-hmm. and I feature content with related products that just work the same way. It's a one-page advertisement. I'm not selling. That stuff, is that stuff going to get torched? But it's going to be all SEO, SEM related. Well. I Well, I don't know. I, I can't, can put can't, a, can't get anybody from Google on, to stand up and say what exactly the objection is. Well, I mean, that, I, mean I, I think contextually would be about the only objection you could come up with. You know, I mean, like, is, is that, you know, they've been kind of quiet on it, but what they're saying is that Forbes shouldn't show up because it's, uh, you know... Mesothelioma. There's a topic that should be on Forbes. Sure. No, not really. Cancer Institute or something like that. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. so, I guess I wish they would come out and be clear and say, "Yeah, we advertising like that's great as long as it matches the topic of your site." But is mesothelioma attorney really that far off the off the spectrum for a site like Forbes? Finance. Sure they've had uh, articles about it and the financial impact of of what this is doing and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's still, in a lot of ways, it's a news site with a financial bend to it, but you look at who reads that and yeah, the demographic not, of who goes there. not being read by people that have lung cancer. No, but you look at, you, you go to your blog and you look at that list. Wine Club, I got no problem with that, considering the, you know, uh, their demographic. Real estate, refinance, mortgage, student loans. Yeah, that kind of st- I, you know, that was kind of my thing about it. It's like, all right, I thought it was done pretty, pretty good. And I mean, you know, they clearly didn't put it in a play. I don't know. 
probably what busted them was a lot of the links that went through the counter. Mm-hmm. You mouse over the link that took you off site. The in the URL path it said Forbes SEO. So <laughs> lesson learned, people. Engineers look at stuff like that, and a little bit know. telling that sort of stuff. I, the interesting thing is, is I know who did it. <laughs> I didn't blog that part, but on one of the pages I stumbled across, they actually put the name of their company at the bottom of the page. Oh, really? And then realized that's probably not a bright idea, and took it all off. And so, you know, <laughs> needless to say, it's another one of those great virtuous companies that always talks about how ethical they are. <laughs> no ethics in SEO. Let's get let's get that straight. Well, but why can't we admit that? SEO Here's the thing. Uh, so, and as I said, I'm sitting here also waiting for my cease and desist from SEO Inc. that I've been told I'm going to get by a few people. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd, I'd put um, even money on that one. Although, you know, I've gotten some anonymous emails from people that are who think it's funny who might be connected with that company. But anyway, <laughs> it's all in good fun, right? I'm, I'm just having fun. And I'm. Just, what, what really drives me nuts about all this is is that it's just another example of larger companies that just can't admit when they get busted. You know what I mean? Everybody's, everybody's, I can think of so many companies that have gone through that thing, you know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you and I know somebody who's well respected in the industry, and he's been caught scraping and stuff in the past. And <laughs> but he's all about ethics now, right? It's always funny to mention that when you're around him. You kind of right. Bugs or out the other bit. company that had the little what Mirage technology crap and threatened to sue everybody because somebody dared to call it cloaking. Mirage technology. You know what I mean? There's just such a long list of these upstanding, and these are the companies when you go to the conferences, and it's all about. Who has the coolest brand logos on their booth? <laughs> We're the SEO for <sighs> Virgin Atlantic, or, you know, so what? But they spend so much time huffing and puffing about ethics and all that kind of stuff, and when it really comes down to the nitty-gritty, they're all like the rest of us. Everybody's gaming and doing what they got to do to try to get an advantage and gain some real estate. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, the game's always... Why are we so uptight about that? Well, here's here's a good example. Uh, oh, look! Somebody's awesome. posting the the UCSD Guardian. <laughs> that was the one I linked to in my post, and that's the one that no longer exists in Google. <laughs> so, but if you guys want to go take a look at it, it's it's University of California San Diego Guardian newspaper UCSDGuardian.org. Now, here's a prime example. It's a dot, It's got everything you love. It's a .org. It's from a university, so it's got EDU links linking to it, the whole deal. And these are the sites that used to sell a lot of text links. A good friend of ours that does text links, he invented that whole university thing mm-hmm. and was doing it in the old days before. But now at the bottom, they have, they have paid advertising that is straight text links, and below it, they have special advertising. That's the new buzzword. Special. Special. <laughs> It's special advertising. Special advertising. And, and the special and advertising pages are just hosted doorway pages. Absolutely. And and they're fantastic. I'm looking at the... Um, oh, wow. They got it kind of all screwed up, too. Free ringtones. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, you can go and you can tell the, who's sort of doing which pages. The free ringtones page is actually... 
you know, a page looks like it's designed out. You go click on memory foam mattress, and it's just a big buy memory foam mattresses now. And then there's Google AdSense underneath. I just, well, and then that's, that's the funny thing. There's Guess what? There's AdSense on it. <laughs> Wonder why why is Google is. so upset about it? <laughs> you know, I don't get that. Uh, and to me, it's just, it's a cop-out. It's an algorithmic problem. In other words, these things don't show... By the way, they don't show up in Ask. Why is that? Because Ask has a concept of contextual relevance, right? The site that the page is on has to be tied in, and and they just do a better job of that. And the stuff I posted on my blog clearly was... didn't work quite as well in Yahoo and and MSN either. Yeah. Ask has, I think, the best algorithm... But unfortunately, no market share and potential scalability problems going forward. And you know what? I, after the show, I'm going to shoot an email off to our buddy Paul and see if we can get him on the show. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Because I think I'm at the point now where I think we need to start paying a little more attention to ask and, and see if we can, see if they're actually going to. Because you and I both always said we think it's the best technology. The question is, will it scale? Mm-hmm. And maybe we can get... Uh, Mr. Guardy on here to answer those questions yeah. for us. Well, he's, and, and, and he's got his fancy new title to sport. He does. CEO. CEO. The tallest man in the world. Tallest man <laughs> at church. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know where they're going to go with this whole, but it, it's it's kind of a drag. I just don't feel like they should really be out uh, dumping these pages. If their algorithm said it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know. It's just, it, I mean, it's, it's way too much of a cop-out to, to consider the algorithm patched by a bunch of guys hand-removing stuff that they don't like because they can't figure out how to... Well, and here's the thing. Now, as a publisher, there's really no doubt. Okay, so now, from what, what I can see, none of these publishing sites are... In other words, you can still find Forbes content in Google. It's not like that's going to change, right? So, as a publisher, I don't even... I don't really see... A risk of doing this because you're not risking your content ranking. You have your own topic and what what it is you do. Right. You're selling a little space on your side. You're getting paid some money, and whether or not that ranks or not is, you know, so I don't you're, know how the contracts are working on these things. You're, you're but simply risking if they the do fact find it and don't like it, it appears all they're doing is removing the actual specific advertising pages. Well, for the time being, and for particular publishers. I mean, it would make no sense whatsoever to remove Forbes, their, their, their regular content, but to go in and, and dump all the advertising pages um, as, you know, perceived valueless to the engine, um, that certainly makes sense. But where, where are you going to draw the line on which publisher, you know, you're going to hit a point where some publisher is going to be just below that line and they'll get their entire site nuked out. And that's not really fair now, is it? Yes, that's the I question. If I launch a special advertising section on my site, am I going to get totally thrown in the trash? That's a good question. Are you an authority site in the in the vertical? Absolutely, I I think so. I'm sure uh, my friends. No, I would argue though. no, not even close. But no, but no, you are though. Yeah. You are just based on, you know who you are in the industry, your blog and, and what's But if they clearly can remove just the offending pages, why be punitive to anybody? That, that's that's the thing I don't get. Okay, You can make the argument, yeah, we have to leave Forbes, but is that saying we really want Forbes gone, but 
we would like to throw them out, but we have to keep them because they're important. But you poor little bastards below the, you know, these brands aren't big enough. We're just going to light you up and throw you out to the curb. Sure, why not? And make you and and punitively punish you for something that is not addressed in our webmaster guidelines as being a bad thing. Yeah. Well, we may see those guidelines updated at some point. I, I would like that. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna run around and beat your chest and say follow our written word, like you know your Moses coming down from the hill with the tablets. There you go. Then you should at least update it and address these issues when they pop up. Well, hopefully Mr. Cutts has his ears on out there. and <laughs> Let's give him a couple minutes to stew over that and uh, take a quick break, pay some bills, and uh, come back, and we will rant a little bit more about the state of the industry. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective permission mission-based email solutions from Exact Target. Now, discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom-line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. Then we started playing Peanut Flick. It's a kind of cool game. What the hell is Peanut Flick? It's like, it's like if, if that was a peanut, flick. So he picks up the whole bowl and pours it all over my head. Yeah, it's like, oh look, a peanut, a peanut. Oh look, a fucking bowl of peanuts on your head, dude. <laughs> Tune in for more Inspirational Moments with David Naylor and Mikkel Demib. Every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Straight Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. I, I kind of like that. We get a little now back to SEO Rockstars after the commercial. Kind of yeah, reminds me to wake up and pay attention. <laughs> get ready. 
And what and what do you think of the new uh, Mr. Naylor bits there? The, the Mr. Naylor deep thoughts. That was oh, fantastic. I was sitting in, in that hotel room when most of those were recorded. Yes. Right, right after he hit me in the nuts with the microphone. Uh, so those are good. They were worth the price of admission, weren't they? No doubt. The uh, the medium rare steak is the best. Yes. The best one, though. And, and speaking of Mr. Naylor, so I'm catching up. I've been busy the last couple of days because I had some people in town and... and uh, but I, I'm reading that uh, he's now co-owner of Threadwatch. That is correct. And rumor has it that the Threadwatch revenue model is going to shift towards uh, tools rather than the AdSense, which hasn't been running for about a week now. And so what's the story there? Like a uh, subscription-based tool set? I have no idea. Um, just in, in there's the thread running where they announced it, and Dave basically popped in the thread, said, "Hey, we're uh, going to be developing some tools. If you got some ideas, anything you want to develop, let me know." So, I mean, I'm speculating somewhat that there's going to be uh, some revenue attached to that, uh-huh. um, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So, I don't want to, you know, put words words in his mouth. Well, pretty interesting combo there, Dave and Aaron. Yeah, I think it'll work out well. Um, Dave, Dave probably couldn't be get bored lately. Two you more uh, polar opposite people than that. <laughs> but uh, you sort of get get the feeling that that uh, you know Dave's got you know his whole system running you know so well over there, and he's got a really solid team of developers. And he's kind of sitting around a little bit bored most days. So he's been he has far drawing cartoons time on his and, yeah. yeah, drawing cartoons and ranting and raving about stuff. And let me feel that, shall I? <laughs> I apologize for my noisy phone. Hey, at least you know how to work this one. Barely. It's actually, I'm turning it off now as we speak. There you go. Speaking of phones, I got, I picked up one of those Trio 700s last week. Because that is the official phone of the corporate SEO bitch. Yeah, right? It is. It totally it is. is. You go to the show, walk <laughs> around, and it's like, uh-huh, all the people have no fun because they're having to work. <laughs> it was, it was that or a blackout. I couldn't bring myself to, you know, get a chick Blackberry. So. No. They're just, uh, <laughs> just say no. Just say no. It's, it's a very cool little uh, little phone, though. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. So, getting so, uh, back to Google real quick. Sorry, what's I'm that? Sitting, I'm sitting here surfing, and I, I got a question. Are you, are you seeing the still broken Big Daddy stuff? The supplemental index purging mess? I haven't actually been looking too closely myself. Um, I'm still concerned about the 301s. Well, here's the thing. I, I thought last week this was fixed, but I'm sitting here checking on it right now, and, you know, it's like we got this site that we 301 back in December. New address. Go away, Google. We don't want, we don't want you coming at this address anymore. And... Work great. This is a new address, and now we have just still, all of a sudden, 151,000 pages in the index still from the old address, all showing supplemental results and all cache dates that are like two years old. Wow. So this was supposed to. Okay, the phone's getting on my nerves. <laughs> I just turned it off. Apparently not, my friend. This is going to be one of the things where I take the battery out. It keeps ringing anyway. <laughs> and I don't know why that happens, but it just does. And the problem is, see, I have to open the phone to turn it off, so the person calling me thinks I answered it. 
<laughs> so I just well, open. They hear me talk, and I hung up on them. That's that's a razor, right? Yes. Okay, you know, on the on the side, you got the little buttons for volume up and down. Yep. Just I know that up. it's a mute button. I know how to work. Didn't work. <laughs> got that all down. So, but you know, this whole the, the big daddy thing. I mean. It, I have read that Google guy said quite you know, two, three weeks ago that it'd take about a week to fix it. It seemed like it was getting better, and now it's not. It's back. Yeah. So all these months we put into this big daddy thing that was all supposed to be out three one redirection, and it seems far worse and more broken than it was when they started. How does that how many, happen? How, how many data centers is it out on now? I stopped counting, you know. It was like rolling out, I don't know, one every 10 days. I mean, more often than not, my regular Google search matches what I, you know, and it's just, it's messed up. It's making it hard to figure out even how to move forward on projects. You tell clients, hey, we got to kind of freeze and chill, and they just can't seem to get to the point where it's rolled out and done, whatever done is. And I hate being, you know, like, well, I don't really know what we should do. But yeah. thanks for the well, chat. <laughs> I've been uh, poking around a little bit here while we're chatting about it on on one of the one of the big daddy data centers here, and I'm seeing, I've got I got one of those sites set up with the you know the 301 to a subdomain of one of my crusty old domains mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it's it's ranking quite nicely, I must say. So, yeah, we got these just a couple ones that. Uh, and sometimes the thing is I can find matching cache dates from both like recent stuff so botcom we said no it's at this address they go to that address index the page but they still list it as the original address and now there's two of everything right and I'm doing my best to help clean up duplication that's what these projects are all about and uh, it's just driving me crazy (laughs) it doesn't seem like that difficult well, I mean, a 301, like, come on, let's follow a 301. It's pretty straightforward. They had it down, and they broke it. But here, and okay, and this is just a theory. I'm sitting here thinking, and because this is stuff we've been working on a while. It worked really well in the beginning, and now all of a sudden it's problematic. So I'm sitting here thinking, what, what is going on that you might cause that? So if it were my engine, and I followed 301s, you know, quite rapidly... I think that I would pay attention to whether or not after a certain period of time that I received a 301, if I started finding links to the new address, new links. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes some sense. In other words, if, if, you know, some people are using the redirection just for shenanigans. Yeah. Or did it really move and is it getting links that it's new? Right. So in a, in a real 301 move, at some point you're going to you're going to start building links to the new address. True. And Very true. Over time, you know, everything's cool. On some projects, you have no intentions of ever doing that. You're just borrowing some links from somebody else <laughs> and renting them, you know. Hey, dude, can I rent? I mean, here's the thing. Can I rent your links for like a month? Just drop this in your HT access file. I'm going to borrow your link set, and, and I'll pay you for it. That just model. sounds like a phenomenal new business model. It's a great new business model. I like By the time it. anybody can figure out, I'll be done with it. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Right? Hmm. So, 
and, and this is just testing stuff. This is not, you know, any kind of monetary-based stuff we're doing. It's, it's just more of a, a demo site we're testing on. But the reality is, is we haven't built any new links to this new address, and now... So I, it could just be really broken, but in my mind, I want to think that they're more clever than that. It's not really broken. It's doing what it's doing because they're on to me. They're on to you, man. You know what I mean? Time to, time to it would make, set it up would make operations life more also. fun if that really was the answer. <laughs> not just, it's incredibly broken, and it's so broken, we have to revert back to cached supplemental pages that are 18 months old. But based on everything we've based on any, everything we've ever seen them do as far as fixing and patching and stuff like that, I find it to be a fair stretch to think that they would be monitoring something like that at this point. But then what's left? They just are really that bad. I mean, here here's what's weird about the whole Big Daddy thing. It was going so well for so long. You know, the rollout, and, and I'd actually never seen anything that they incrementally rolled out that people were allowed to see where the reaction was so positive. It's like, wow, it's a lot better. It really yeah. is. Things are yeah. quicker, tighter, and I was digging it. And then all of a sudden, right about the week we were in New York, that week, it just fell apart. And now, you know, it's almost like maybe they're on, un, under contract with Webmaster World come up with reasons to generate 9,000 page threads. <laughs> right? Because it, you know, maybe there was a deal made back in the day. <laughs> Every now and then you guys just tweak something that makes everybody freak out so I can get these page views and all these new users because that's what happens. Oh my God, it's broken and, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. Speaking of Webmaster World, and I don't, I'm not going to go off on a big rant and, and, and bash uh, everybody knows I'm just stuff. kidding about that, right? Yeah, I don't think but I, I, I had I had a chuckle the other day. I was I was sort of you know checking out dates of everything, and I was I was reading this thread at Webmaster World about the upcoming Boston conference, and it turns out that the hotel the conference is in is the finish line for the Boston Marathon, wow. which is being run the day before PubCon, so the day everybody's going to be rolling <laughs> town. No way. They're, they're running the Boston Marathon, and it's all blocked off. So everybody's going to be arriving into town. And they can't get to the hotel. And they're not going to be able to get to the hotel because it's the finish line for the marathon. <laughs> okay. So, and I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's just one of those fluke things. Uh, but I just, I had a really, it sort of made me chuckle a little bit. Well, that does make you chuckle. It seems like that should be somebody's responsibility. I'm pretty sure somebody, Brett Pay, should have known that. I mean, isn't that... It's a busy April. It's a, That's got, a potential issue, don't you think? I, I would think so. I mean, they're talking about, you know, you won't be able to access the hotel till like, 9 o'clock at night or something like that. Um, but it, it's a big month. you got PubCon, which overlaps a day with uh, the domain name forums conference. And then you have, next week, you have SES Toronto. And then there's also AdTech at the end of April. And there's, there's AdTech as well. Um, the domain what what there's some big domainers conference that is overlaps uh, PubCon by one day and it's in Boston no no it's not in Boston what exactly is a domainers conference what goes on there a whole bunch of people that own lots of domains I don't know compare talking about how they wish they had the balls to use them for SEO there you go 
I got this great domain name. It's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. On it. Can I borrow it? <laughs> no. You remember in Florida we were sitting around and we're talking That's to exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. The buddy there, he had like all these kick-ass single-word domain names like medication.org or some shit like that. Yeah. And he was too scared to do anything with it. <laughs> right. Dude, we'll go, let's go make a million dollars in six months. With yeah, but you'll get it banned. Well, so what? We'll make a million dollars in six months. Will you really care? But then it's banned. Exactly. So what? You made a exactly. million dollars. And then it's a great single-word domain to go sell to somebody that can rebrand it and send a nice letter and get it out of the box. Right, exactly. So you, you make money on it twice. So there you go. I just uh, solved the whole domain name conference there. I should be invited down to speak my mind. Yeah, it just seems like such an... I don't know. You know, I've never been... I mean, I own my share of domain names, but never been one of those hardcore guys that buys and sells and wheels and deals. No, exactly. Everything I've ever bought is all for the SEO value. Um, except for the occasional, you know, link condom kind of thing to make fun of. Yeah, I, my my only dilemma in my life about domain names is how do I get the single R? You know, <laughs> that kills me. My misspelling has more page rank than I do. <laughs> no headway on that, eh? No, I just you know, whoever the company is now, it won't even return an email. So, oh, well. I'm moving on to other strategies, I guess. I don't know. There you go. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. i got a couple other things uh, we can address when we come back from break. So let's uh, sit back, grab a bio break, grab another bottle of water, and uh, pay a couple more bills for Guru and his boys back in the studio there. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. So I say kind of like I have this medium rare steak and in the UK that's like pink in the middle. This this fuck is like still mooing. So it comes over and it's like the manager's like, yeah, we cook our steaks like a little bit less than like normal people and like dude it's like burnt on the outside and you've left it raw in the middle that's a fine art there right in itself. <laughs> I mean and it is and it's like how do you burn something without cooking it? How? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, how, dude? It's like... <laughs> Tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Michael DeMint every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Straight Point, only on webmasterradio.fm. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls. From True Effect, now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising. Once and for all. Here you go. Who are these people? 
Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2PAds.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2PAds.com. P2PAds.com. Expose yourself. Radio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. And this morning, yeah, we sat in the bar, I put my hand in my pocket, and there's like peanuts in my pocket, and I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? Oh yeah, that's put a whole bowl of fucking nuts on my head, I'm like, dude, don't put your nuts on my head. <laughs> Tune in for more Inspirational Moments with David Naylor and Mikkel Demand. Every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. I'm inspired, man. Inspired. I want a medium rare steak like right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, so we got some uh, all kinds of questions popping up in the chat room. A couple regarding 301s. <clears throat> probably address pretty quickly here. Uh, let me see. Somebody, dot commie. I'm, <laughs> that's a funny name. Is a 301 a way to outright jack someone's links also by dropping one HT access file? Well, if you have access to the person's site to where you could put up an HT access file without them being aware of it, then yes, you could jack somebody's links. But I'm not, it's not something you can do unless you have access to the site. Yeah, so, for can't. example... I think, if, I think they're uh, thinking of it the wrong direction. Right. So if you got a competitor who at one point gave you his FTP... Well, let me get... I'll, I will tell you an example that, that where it's true. So I had a client I was doing work for, and uh, they weren't paying their bill, or we had, there was an issue that came up, and I was working on their server, so that's exactly what I did. Until that was resolved, I made some changes and, and pointed their link somewhere else, borrowed them for a little while. And uh, all of a sudden, they don't rank, and, you know, the stuff we found that matched did. So you certainly can do that, but it's not something that, you know, is going to happen too often. Right. Uh, what was the other? I saw somebody else. Oh, what if you 301 a site banned in Google to a site not banned in Google? That's a pretty good question. And I, I would say that the jury still, I can tell you that in the past, before the whole Big Daddy new thing, uh, a banned site's links pointed to a new, old, trusted site worked just as good as good quality links. Since that time, 
it appears that they're getting a little smarter about evaluating the quality of the 301 links. So, yes, if you have a band-torched site and you want a 301 that to somebody you don't like, there's a strong possibility, so if their site's newer, that those might be treated as bad links to that site. At least from what I'm seeing. So, the jury's still out, but you're thinking in the right direction. There you go. Um, a lot of people asking if you have any new updated information on your click fraud. Oh, okay, and I do in a roundabout kind of way. First of all, the phone's been going crazy since the conference on the click fraud thing. I've talked to just everybody wants to do stories again, and I'm actually going to defend the engines here in a minute, which is... <laughs> so, actually, tomorrow morning... Who, who are you, and what have you done with Greg Bozer? I know. Tomorrow morning, I'm supposed to go do a television interview for a not-to-be-named large network, cable network, you know, kind of thing. Oh, very cool, man. About this topic. And, um, which I'm, I'm actually trying to get out of. So the deal was, is these news agencies wanted me to actually run a bot on TV. Oh. Yeah, oh. live. In, in your living room, here, here's a click bot turned on and going, and, and so it wasn't really something I was interested in doing with my own personal program. But the bigger thing that I'm trying to stress to them is in the angles of these stories. And one of the reasons why we haven't really published anything yet is because, number one, we got a little late start on it because I had some other projects that had to get taken off the table. But the bigger th issue is is that um, you need to not just click on stuff. You need to wait enough time to see if they correct it in billing after the fact. So my point to this particular reporter is, I don't think it's really fair to the engines to go do a story and show this thing cruising on the screen and clicking on stuff and walk away and, and do that in such a short period of time without having any kind of data after the fact to determine whether or not they got billed for those clicks. Right? Sure, all, all you're proving is that, hey, look, I can click ads. Right, and that really means nothing. That, you know, the fact that you... But the thing... So the focal point of this story probably is you can actually go out and buy bots on the web, and there's a couple that are in the $100 or less price range. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now I feel like I kind of got to go down and, and talk to them just so I can get that point across. It's like, look, yeah, you may have found a bot for 90 bucks. You might be running it, but you can't sit here in this time frame and say yay or nay on whether or not that tool really worked and cost anybody any money. Right. So a more steady approach of like, hey, let's work on this, let's do it, and then come back when we have some real stuff to talk about. I, they just don't want to do that. It's kind of a sensational, let's jump on the bandwagon now because Google agreed to settle and everybody wants to talk about it again. Yeah, which is such a phenomenal deal for them to settle for $90 million. You know, if they can get past that... You know, that objection that, that doesn't stop any of the new suits. I mean, I, but it sets precedent for value. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know where I'm at. I, you know, everyone says, what do you think of that settlement? Well, I think ultimately Google still gets to determine what is or is not fraud. So pretty good for them. Right? And if nobody comes out and says, here's the standards that we're going to determine who gets money from. Right. 
but now, and so now, here's the whole thing. And I, I get people who drop in press releases in my email form about new click or click fraud detection services, or so to see. Here, here's the deal. I'm not in the business of auditing click fraud. I do it for. I we look at it for clients that we take on for other things, but I'm not. That's Jesse's gig. Okay. So all you people that are bugging me about that, go call Jesse. That Jesse Strickiola, alchemistmedia.com. Yes, she's she's the one, and and uh, she's going to be there tomorrow too. So pop her URL in the chat room there. Well, what do you need me for? You got Jesse, you're good to go, and she's you know easier to look at than me. So <laughs> by far, dude. Why, by why far. on earth? Yeah, <laughs> run with her. She'll tell you everything you need to know. So from the media standpoint, I'm kind of click frauded out but um, you know we are collecting stuff and, and we'll who knows depending on the timing of what we do it, it may not be till uh, August search engine strategies if I get invited back on the panel but I imagine we'll have something uh, to talk about concrete uh, sooner than that speaking of panels and stuff are you going to pop up to Toronto for SES no I'm not allowed in Canada <laughs> I don't know. Chris invites me to China, but not to Canada. I, so, I'll come hang out. Cheap flight. You know what it is, and and the only thing that um, we're still on this quest for a new office, the never-ending thing. Um, it looks like we've maybe actually secured a place that has to be built. Anyway, so the month of April is going to be spent for me. You know, getting all of that ready. New furniture, new network systems, computers, uh, just T1 lines, all that kind of stuff. So I can't really imagine that I can take time off in April because we're trying to be, you know, geared up to be in a place by the middle of May. Wow, man. It's almost like you're going to be a real business one of these days. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. <laughs> and a bunch of people move across country to come live here and work and those kind of things. Excellent. So, by the way, I'm still looking for good people. So, anybody out there listening that thinks that uh, they want to be on Team Gorilla, drop me an email. There you go. And I'm going to piggyback right on that with, I'm still taking resumes for SEOs for range. So, cool. I know some of you, I know some of you out there have sent me some. I haven't got back to you yet. We're still. Let me thinking. ask you, your company. You guys get to like you know drink on St. Patrick's Day? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. Well, I might apply a, then. There's a whole refrigerator full of free food down in the Fort Worth office if you want to live in I Fort still Worth. have a refrigerator full of vodka, Baileys, Kahlua, <laughs> milk, and green food coloring. Perfect. Yeah. Beer Friday again. It was perfect until Dax passed out under his desk. <laughs> Probably wasn't supposed to tell everybody that, but I couldn't find him. I thought he left. I hear this loud bang. I go in there, and you know, he's getting up from his nap. <laughs> it was a glorious Friday. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Hey, we have a real question. Okay. Believe it or not, now as we're going off topic here, uh, from the chat room, I have a domain that is sandboxed. I also have a PR7 crusty old domain. Dude, I think we need to, like, trademark crusty old domain as being coined on this show. I'm surprised you haven't registered that yet. Registered it yet. Crustydomain.com. I'm just way too lazy because you're usually all over that. It's probably registered now by somebody 
sitting in the chat room. Anyway, should I create a subdomain on the old crusty domain and put all the content of the sandbox site on the old one subdomain and 301 from the sandbox to the old crusty subdomain only for Google? Or what would be the best approach to this situation? Well, okay, first of all, you don't have to move any content anywhere. You do not need to move the content. Okay. That's that's the part of the trick that people get just way... They really get in their head it's like two separate sites. All it is is go set up an A record for your subdomain and point at the IP address of the sandbox site. Make sure you have relative URLs, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, then, so let's say sandbox site is domain A. So domain A.com won't rank, but it has quality links out there. You've been building stuff, doing things the right, following the guidelines, yada, yada, yada. And now you have the old site. Okay? So what you do is you point uh, subdomain.oldsite to your sandbox site. And you make sure you're using relative paths. So and you kind of need to have, be on your own IP. That's really kind of the only thing. So now what happens is on site A, sandbox site, in the HT access, or however you want to set it up, you set up a 301, so when bot makes a request, whatever bot you're talking about, for your sandbox domain, you say, no, this site now exists at subdomain.crustyoldsite.com, okay? So the bot leaves and comes back to the exact same site it just requested, except now it asks with a better name. And you serve it to them that, and then the links are all relative, so now it can crawl through and index the whole entire site with this new address. That's all you got to do. You don't even have to copy the site or move it or any of that kind of thing. So now, as it goes out and crawls the web and finds links pointing to that site, anytime it requests a page that is now being told that it exists at this new location. And, and what you'll find when you do that is it'll give you, and a lot of times it won't necessarily pop and just be, bam, all your golden terms. It doesn't really work that way. But it can give you a great indication on whether or not the site is actually sandboxed. So what you'll find is if, from, from my experience, if it is an issue, uh, an age filtering issue that's impacting the site and it's not like it's been banned or penalized in any kind of way, then what will happen is we will get some traction with that new crusty subdomain pretty quick to some degree. Just at least show, because you know, sandbox stuff just doesn't show up for anything. They don't even, you know, you type your name and or specific not even phrase, quotes, nothing. And what you'll see is in a, in a short period of time, so it's a great way, I'm not, it, I don't really think it's a great long-term strategy, but it's a great way to test and try to diagnose what the problem is. And uh, we've both seen it work fairly reliably for the time being. Yeah. Now, what I'm, and this gets back in, so the stuff that we were talking about earlier, the testing that I'm seeing now not work real well, that's pretty much the process we use. So now we're back to the point where is it starting to falter now because of something that Google did smart or is it starting to falter now because something Google did stupid? And I can't really tell you. Show of hands in the chat room for smart. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I mean, the point being is, is it's, it's not probably a long-term strategy, per se. 
obviously with the way they've been lighting up the special advertising stuff, it's clearly they, they, they got an idea that they're given too much trust. And when there's that much value, people will exploit it. You know, sure. like we said in the past, trust is kind of a finite thing. When you take it away from one group, the trust that you take away gets given to somebody else. Yeah, so, there's, there's a certain amount, and there seems to always be the same amount in the system. It just algorithmic trust is finite. That's it really is. So for every site that gets treated as uh, a criminal until proven innocent, there's some other site that gets a free pass to pretty much do whatever. That's the imbalance in the algorithm, in my personal opinion right now, is that it's not topically related, and um, what the mess that it's going to cause is that people, just like we, those same quality sites sold text links and that whole thing, they all go out and sell posted content. And now you're back to square one. And, and the reason that that really happens is because you're so fearful of new stuff. So... Like if it said, was, if they were throwing it out contextually, that would be a huge step forward for Google at this point. Oh, it would be great because then it's 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 quality content for everybody. You know, if WordPress.org posted a bunch of tech-related, programming-related articles, put up a link that wasn't hidden, and leveraged the, the juice of that domain to get stuff ranked for advertisers that relate to what the site. I don't have. I don't just don't see what the problem is with that don't get it. You know, there's, how do you, you know, but that's not really what happened. They were exploiting the link juice of that site to get a bunch of stuff ranked that Google would have never let rank anywhere else. And therein lies the, the issue is the address, does the address on your driver's license have anything to do with whether you're quality or not? <laughs> it's kind of a snooty attitude when you think about it. A little bit. A little bit. So, Nintendo guy went and got crustydomain.com. Of course he did. Yeah, but I have crustyolddomain.com. So, ha. <sighs> Just, you know, <laughs> give me a credit at the bottom of it. Absolutely. Be more than happy to link to webgorilla.com from it. Well, you know the fun, well, no, you know like the link juice guy? Mhm. Mm Remember that one? Oh, link skank. Uh, no, no, it was he went out and registered linkjuice.net. Because we always use that term, right? Word page rank, right? Absolutely. So apparently, listen to the show, and then on the page, he credits me for the word, right? <laughs> Which is funny, and he sent me a link. And then, of course, we talked. And guess what he's doing on the site? Hey, he's selling links. He's selling links. Let's see. What do we so, got here? Thanks for the credit. Not the most clever thing to do when we all know that uh, people at the Plex listen to this show. So there you go. PR six homepage three word anchor, twenty bucks a month. Yeah. Rock and roll. Kind of good stuff going on there, and you know. <laughs> Interesting though. I don't get a link from the site. No. That's a shame. It's got the domain name, but not. It's not actually hyperlink. So there you go. <laughs> Well, dude, we're at the top of the hour. And, uh, I, got, I got a few questions here, people asking. We were going to talk about dealing with the, uh, the suck sites and stuff like that, and we keep saying we're going to. 
Um, but that that's a bit of a prep, some prep work for that show, and we're really, really... Well, if you'll commit to actually showing up... Dude, I'm committed right now. I'm here next Tuesday. Uh... Okay, so and in that in that time, I would my question before we do this because there's so many different angles on the defending your brand thing. So if anybody wants to drop us emails or whatever, and specifically let me know what kind of scenarios you're interested in hearing about, because we really could go on for a, a lot more than one show. But hey, you know what, man? But, we could go post it on SEORockstars.com. Yeah, and delete some of the test posts. Why don't you do that? I'll get right on that. Okay. Oh, by the way, let's thank Dave Naylor for our template that we have up. If all you guys are listening, go to SEORockstars.com and take a peek at the Naked Canadian. (laughs) And learn that that's what you get when you bitch about not having your own cartoon character. (laughs) So overblown. The whole bitching thing. So overblown. You end up naked with lipstick on. Yes. And I think I'm going to have to hit him in the balls with the microphone next time I see him for that. There you go. So yeah, uh, Todd will get a post up asking for questions, and we'll and and I promise we'll do it next weekend. Yeah. I just been so busy I didn't really have time. You're right. It is kind of one of those shows we have to actually prep for. Exactly. So we'll we'll get some prep work in. We'll get that up. Uh, I will have that up on SEO Rockstars tomorrow. Clean out all those test posts. And we're going to track down um, Cardi and see if we can get him on and. And also, if there's other people you would like interviewed, let us know. We'll start a thread on that yeah, on the blog as well. Drop that in. We'll see who we can stalk and get to come on the show. We uh, we might uh, we might be able to pull uh, some interesting names. And, and for the record, I really do have a maple leaf tattoo. Before anybody thinks that that was just put on there to make fun of Canadians. Oh yes, he does. That. And uh, before we uh, sign off, I want to remind everybody that you can now listen to SEO Rockstars and all the other programming on this station on your cell phone. You head over to webmasterradio.com, or .fm, excuse me, so used to saying .com, webmasterradio.fm. The right-hand side, the little button for uh, mobile casting, click on that, and you can get set up to listen to our lovely voices all day long on your cell phone, if you so desire. So that's some very cool uh, stuff that Webmaster Radio is putting together. I cannot wait. And uh, and maybe Greg will even figure out how to listen to it on his cell phone. But uh, that's, that's it. I'm going to go home, look after my sick family, and uh, I will get on that blog next week, or tomorrow, and we'll be ready to go next week with a whole show on competitive bashing and suck sites and all that good stuff. Cool. All right, everybody. Have a good one, man. Good night, everybody. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Mayer. Some things in life are never wrong. And some things in life are always wrong. But it's a very fine line between what is really wrong and what is truly wrong. But in life, everything's wrong. <laughs> Tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Mikkel DeMip every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mm-hmm.